it's 10 a.m. It's time for a video. Let's get furry and have some fun. I'll explain in a minute. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rob, and this is Altered Universe, Everyday Heroes, the series that covers um, more of the educational and informational topics. Now, today, if you're an animal lover, you're going to love this because we're going to talk real, we're going to talk animated, and we're going to talk ways to make your home and backyard wildlife friendly. So let's jump in with our first topic, and we're going to go over just some amazing facts about dogs. So, first one up, a study at UC San Diego claims that your dog can genuinely get jealous when you see or display affection, or when they see you display affection for another creature. Now, this makes a lot of sense. Dogs, not so much cats, tend to have a um, an emotional bonding to their person. And I say person because, you know, Owner, that's not, they're, they're family members. They're family members in our home, at least. So it makes a lot of sense that your dog might get jealous when you pay attention to another one. Now, we have two dogs, and our dogs do that sometimes. Not like in a bad way, but for instance, if we're petting one, the other one kind of come up and you go, you know, like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Um, so it's not surprising that a dog would do that. Uh, you've seen plenty of memes out there where, you know, they go, I smell a dog. Explain yourself. You know, and it's a joke. But it's actually, I think it's actually been proven at this point that that is a real thing. All right, the second fact we're going to do, dachshunds were originally bred to fight badgers. So we all know them affectionately as the sausage dog, wiener dog. But dachshunds were originally, <laughs> excuse me, um, kind of little terrors. Well, they might still be today, depending on who you ask. But back in the day, small dogs like dachshunds were bred to dig, attack, and get rid of small animals. Now, <clears throat> fighting a badger, not really great for any animal. Badgers, pretty aggressive when they get full grown. However, back in the day, before we kind of overly spoiled our fur babies, dachshunds were bred more with an aggressive tendency to fight them off. Now, it doesn't mean they were bred to like actually bite, or kill, but they were bred to, if they saw, to get rid of them and to run after and charge. Now, it's weird to think that a badger, which is probably three times the size of a regular dachshund, would be afraid. However, when you have enough of them coming at you, because more likely you had maybe three little dachshunds with you, the more you had running at you, the higher chance that you would be able to be frightened off. But don't be alarmed, your dachshund today probably won't even know what a badger is, let alone try to fight one. And if you do live around badgers, keep your dogs inside. You know, badgers, you don't really want to mess with. Alright, number three. Um, Dalmatian puppies are actually born completely white, and they develop their spots as they get older. Now, many dogs have that um, uh, coat color change, like many animals do. Many a times when a wild animal in the wild, when a wild animal is born, their color as a baby does not match the color that they are as, a, as an adult. That's because as a baby, they haven't yet had the need to 
camouflage. But as they grow older, their fur, skin, or whatever, um, hair, excuse me, will change. Um, I don't remember exactly the reason behind how this works, but most likely, as a puppy, an all-white puppy, is not really that bad because, you know, these dogs are going to be inside a home, and they just develop as they grow. It might be a genetics thing. It probably is a genetics thing. Oh, excuse me. Um, but it is kind of a cool little fact there. Now, number four here, petting a dog is good for your physical and mental health. They have proof. Studies have shown that petting your dog for 15 minutes can lower your blood pressure by 10%, lower your feelings of stress, depression, and even combat loneliness. So, you know, the, the, the adage here is obviously we all love and to cuddle with our, our, our dogs, and for that matter, our cats too. But recent studies more and more have shown that actually the physical touch and the being with your dog for 15 minutes, some people say 10, depends on who you ask, um, really actually can lower, can actually help ease physical and mental pain. It's not just the idea of the dog, but it's actually your brain um, emitting the endorphins, I believe, the dopamine in your brain that actually makes you feel better. Um, there, there's... While there is the science to it, this is one of those times where there's not an exact reasoning behind why, and even scientists can tell you there's no scientific testing to do so. However, they have proven the fact that doing so does relieve tension um, and stress in the body. So even if you're not necessarily a dog person, go pet a dog. You might feel maybe 2% better afterwards, but still, you're going to feel better. Now, the last uh, fact we're going to do excuse me. Um, All right, so the last one here, the uh, thing I was working a dog's nose print is just as unique as your fingerprints. This has been uh, proven many times. Um, where they have been able to figure out a dog that has been somewhere via a nose print on the window. How is that possible? Well, similar to koalas that actually do the same thing that we do with their uh, fingers, there's something in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the nose that has a pattern that no other dog was. So dog to dog, each one has an individual pattern. Uh, on Forensic Files, I learned this, that they use this at a crime scene once. But also, you can just use it for seeing, you know, uh, genetic-wise, dog-to-dog, the differences. Sometimes, I've heard this happen a couple of times, using a lost, or to find a lost dog, they've used the nose prints to match as well. But more often than not, it's just cool to have that little fact right there. Um, it will help to distinguish if, for some reason, there's some sort of instance of whose dog is whose, but really, you know, you know your dog. You know it's yours. There's no question of that, right? right. Sorry, guys. Computer is being funky. Okay. So going from dog, um, what's it called? Dog facts to animated pets or to animated animals. We are going to go over 
some of our favorite animals or animated animals. So, generally, this thing does not want to work today. So, coming in at our first one here, you all know him from the Nightmare Before Christmas. It's Zero. Now, this is a really cool picture I found. Somebody drew on um, Pinterest. Um, but Zero is definitely a dog that everybody loves and everybody grew up watching. He's uh, Jack Skellington. Yes, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I haven't watched him in a while. Uh, his, his dog. And, of course, you know, he's a ghost. He's a dead dog. But what would you expect from Halloween Town um, or wherever they live? God, I have not watched that movie regularly enough to know, but I do know that dog. So I put him down as our first one because he is cute. And I'd find somebody hard-pressed to, you know, deny otherwise. Um, come on, computer. My computer is having some issues right now. Okay, so that is the first one. The next one up here. You know him, you love him, maybe you hate him. It's Daffy Duck. Looney Tunes for me has been around since I was born, previous to me. And Daffy Duck is probably one of the most iconic next to Bugs Bunny. While Daffy Duck can kind of get on your nerves, be a little bit of a jerk sometimes, you got to kind of love the persistence this guy has at trying to do what he's got to do. Now, when it comes to ducks, kind of like Zero being a ghost dog, he's a little more anthropomorphic than others. You rarely see him sitting in a duck position, and you always see him walking tall. Now, more likely, you can compare him to maybe like a goose or a swan that has longer legs and a bigger build. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's not like we're here nitpicking the, uh, what do you call it, the uh, the cartoons, right? Or maybe we are. I don't know. Number three takes us to the Jungle Book, and we have Bagheera, the all-knowing, probably only wise character in the entire book that basically made sure everybody in the story didn't die from something, because no offense to Baloo, you were kind of living on the edge and Bagheera had to make sure that he didn't get in too much trouble. Now, this here is exactly what a leopard would look like. The question is, however, because the story takes place in India, is that style of leopard there? Well, the leopards you would see in India are more spotted um, than those. Black panthers, so to speak, are more of a subspecies of uh, cougar, subspecies of mountain lion. Fun fact, guys, all of those names of things you think you know, they're all basically the same animal, just in different areas. So the black coloration is usually seen more in uh, South America and parts of America, and rarely would you find it in that zone. But, you know, I guess they're taking liberties to make, make the thing make more sense. Who knows? I don't know. All right, next guy up here, our uh, third guy. Sometimes the computer just, yeah. Now this guy here, if my wife is watching, she'll appreciate this. We have the great mouse detective. 
Disney's try at the Sherlock Holmes story, but using mice. And if you remember, his giant basset hound that he rode around, which was adorable. This guy really is one of the few animals that it's hard to not draw correctly as the animal. Obviously, mice rarely stand on two feet, nor do they wear clothes unless you have a pet one. Look on Twitter, you know what I mean. But the great mouse detective is actually less anthropomorphic than other animals because it is a mouse. Once in a while, a rat or a mouse can stand on its hind legs. However, if not trained to do so, and really why would you want to, it's going to be very uncomfortable and they're going to want to go back on all fours. Um, but he's just, you know, he's a cute little guy. So that's our next one we're going to do. Um, let's do one more here. Ah, there we go. This is going to be a favorite. And if you don't know this guy, you haven't watched enough television, apparently. So, all the way from Jellystone Forest, it's Yogi Bear. Uh, thank you all for uh, who post these up. Uh, these are from various around the internet. Obviously, we don't own these pictures and we're not selling these pictures. So, you know, Yogi Bear 2 is more or less a, a cartoon bear, minus his tie and hat and the fact that he can speak. Yogi and Boo Boo, for that matter, are really what you would see at a national park or any mountainous region. Um, along with that, bears do tend to steal food, which is why when you do go camping, they're very, very particular about saying, put those things away, tie them down, lock them in the car, do whatever you got to do. Otherwise, you're going to be responsible for cleaning up your camp space. I say that like that ranting because I have been told that I had to deal with that. And honestly, it was not fun. So those are just a few of our favorite animated animals. Which one did you like and which one did we not talk about that you want to hear? If you guys want us to do a longer video on either the dog facts or the animated, let us know. We will do a bigger video with many more characters and dog info. Last up, if you're like me and my wife, you like sitting and watching the birds. Maybe you like watching the butterflies. Maybe even the bees. Well, if you're in an area that you have backed up to maybe a, you know, an open area, there's some tips that stephaniescholter.com, she is a PhD, wrote that you can do to make your backyard wildlife friendly. Now, keep in mind, if you don't want unwanted attention, don't do this stuff. This is for those who actually want to see some nice creatures in the backyard. Now, the first one goes with something we talked about actually we did our flowers. Landscape with native plants. You can look up in your area what plants are native to your area and what animals are attracted to it. Now, plants usually are great for birds, insects, um, and the occasional squirrel or chipmunk who might want to nibble on a leaf. This is what you probably want to use if you really just want to see small critters because this stuff is not really going to uh, attract bigger animals. Now, quick caveat here, because we have dogs, so we want to share. If you have animals that go outside, make sure that none of the plants are toxic to them. If you are thinking about planting something, make sure it's out of the way. Maybe put them on your balcony, put them somewhere the dogs do not go, because the last thing you want to do is have them eat something that they shouldn't be eating. So just make sure that if you are going to do the plants, nothing poisonous, 
or put them out of the way where the dogs will never ever go to. The next one on here, don't use pesticides. Now, obviously if your yard is being attacked by, by bugs and other animals, you obviously want to get rid of uh, them. However, if you attract birds and some other critters, they will actually be your natural pest control. Now, this doesn't always work the first two or three times, but not only will you be saving the environment from harsh chemicals, but you're going to be letting the animals basically do their thing. Next up, they say you can just maybe leave your grass as is. Don't put anything out. See what shows up. Sometimes animals just like a plain, flat area. Places that have deer, uh, sometimes even bobcats, don't mind having a place to chill and relax and maybe grab a snack. Hopefully not the bobcat because they're carnivorous. You know, keep your cats and dogs inside. But sometimes you just want to have a place to relax. Many a times, and you can go online and check this out, people will see deer uh, sleeping in their backyard under a tree because they're just they're getting out of the sun and they're enjoying themselves. You can put up bird or bat houses. Both things are great if you live in an area with bats. Bats, bats are great pest control. You can build a bat house just like you build a birdhouse or buy a bat house or a birdhouse. These are great ways to keep them safe, keep them out of the weather, and also give them a snack once in a while. Uh, sometimes they will actually lay uh, or have their babies. Bats will have their babies or birds will lay their eggs if the birdhouse itself is big enough to suffice. Now, I talked about cats a second ago, but they're saying keep your kitties inside. Unfortunately or fortunately, cats are natural hunters. Dogs, we've kind of bred that out of them at this point. Cats will jump and uh, hit anything that moves. So if you really do want that animals to come to your backyard, keep kitty inside. Maybe give her a spot at the window so she can look out and see the birds going through. If you're one of those few that has built a catio, go for it. Make that one spot for your kitty and still allow the other animals to do their thing. But just make sure that kitty's not running around by uh, by themselves or by themselves. Now, lastly, um, leave, keep don't kill everything that you feel like you need to, whether it's a bug, whether it's a rodent, or whether it's some sort of bird. <laughs> excuse me whether it's some sort of bird that you might want, not want. You might not like it. And of course, if it's in your house, yeah, you know, you, get a, you can get rid of it, do whatever. But if it's outside and it's doing its own thing, leave it be. The smallest and the biggest and everything in between has some sort of purpose to what it's doing. So if you don't have to get rid of it, and emphasis on if you don't, if you do, by all means, we do when we have to, then leave everything be. So the most important thing I would say is, let nature do nature, and if you want to give it a little bit of support, put out some things in a polite way, a safe way, and not a messy way. Everything neat and tidy. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Before we leave, looks like we have some uh, things. So, I learned about that in a 101 nomination movie. had no idea until then that they were born all white. See, there you go. Sometimes Disney does teach you something. So that was talking about the fact about Dalmatians being born white and then getting their spots later. She also said puppy therapy is the best. I have nothing else to add. That is a perfect sentence as is. And lastly, The Great Mouse Detective is definitely a favorite. 
thought you'd enjoy that there. All right, guys, so thank you all for joining us live. Anybody who did, we appreciate it. If you weren't able to, go to YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Click that subscribe, click that bell. We got new uh, series, or new episodes, new series, all that stuff coming. Too much for you to say because I'm just out of breath right now. But thank you guys so much for joining us. We're going to be back with an afternoon video today. As always, wonderful day. And 